Coming up on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we will discuss some surprises that you can look forward to seeing this fall. Also, we'll tell you what's going on with the channel and talk about what is happening and our plans for the near future. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. You can catch me down below on Twitter at TheStephenWillis. So give us a follow that. I do I tweet about all things, not just Ole Miss stuff. So um, if you want to follow that, but you will always get the link for the show there. So if you want to follow it for that, you can. Um, well, we were thinking about everything that was going on with Ole Miss football, and we thought it'd be a good time to do a surprises show, something you can look forward to. Maybe some unexpected things that the season is going to play out doing. And I understand that people might record this and do whatever they need to do and talk about what's going on. And I get that. I understand that. And if I'm wrong, you know, tell me about it. Absolutely. But after spring, these are my surprises going into um, fall camp. And we'll start with number one. This team will have more than 65% running the football. The offense will be 65-35 at least running the football. And I say this based off of the talent in the running back room currently. Zach Evan, Ulysses S. Bentley, Ulysses S. Bentley, Ulysses Bentley the fourth. Sorry about that. I'm terrible with names. Ever since my brain surgery, um, I've been terrible with that. Um, Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, those guys are going to kind of transform this team to where, honestly, I think it's going to potentially look like Arkansas did last year a little bit and the things that they did. And I think Jackson Dart or Luke Altmaier, whoever wins that job, they have a chance to develop slowly because this running game is going to be behind them. Um, It's going to be inside zone, outside zone. I imagine the quarterback is going to be a weapon running the football. They're going to do their jet sweeps with their Jalen Knox or J.J. Henry or Jordan Watkins doesn't matter. You're going to do that, and they're going to run the ball quite a bit. Now, also remember, if the percentage is right, whenever they flip the ball forward, that counts as a pass. So, it would be 65-35 with that counting as a pass. Now, I expect there to be some improvement in the quarterback competition moving into the fall. That is just a natural thing. We have an excellent quarterback developer. They know exactly what they want to do. And in doing so, and in doing that, I think they're going to recognize the true strength of this team, and that is the running back position. Um, I think it's just going to be really good. Second surprise, an outside receiver will have less than 20 catches. One of these starting two outside wide receivers will have less than 20 catches going into the season. I just don't think this offense, with it being 65-35 run and so middle of the field conscious due to it being an RPO system, I just don't think there's going to be room for explosive plays on the outside. Now, I think Jonathan Mingo, if he doesn't get hurt, will catch 40 or 50 balls. He'll be the main target on the outside. But the other side, whether it's 
Malik Heath or if Deion Smith comes him or Braylon Brown, any of those guys, I think this year it's going to be a little bit slower thing, especially with Michael Trigg in the middle and the other slot receiver, Jonathan Mingo. I think that is the position that other teams are going to put their weakest defender on because they know that with the other ones, they, they're going to make sure that Michael Trigg is covered up. They're going to make sure that the slot receiver is covered up. They're going to make sure Jonathan Mingo is covered up. There's a potential for some hay to be made there, but I don't think that should happen at the expense of what would be our best players. I don't think there's people out there that can cover, like straight up honestly cover Michael Trick after what I saw in the spring game. I saw an extremely physically gifted athletic guy. And because of that, even more of the offense is going to look more like 2020 than 2021. I'll put it like that. There's still going to be some Lane Kiffin shot plays. They're still going to do what they do. But the middle of the field is going to be the priority. The running game is going to be the priority. In between the hashes is going to be the priority. And I look for them and him to like develop this game plan and this offense that's going to look remarkably similar to what it has last year and the year before. I'm not saying any of that's going to change. I think um, the head coach, and I've said this over and over again, and people push back on me, I do not care. Do not care even a little bit. But Lane Kiffin knows what type of offense and what kind of defense he wants to run. Abstractly, an outline form of how it should look. What type of offense? What type of defense? The offense is going to come in and always look like that. The defense is going to fulfill those goals as well. And they're going to bring in co-coordinators so that the offense and defense doesn't necessarily change whenever a coordinator moves on. I received a question. I don't know if it was on Twitter or in a YouTube comment that said, um, will Ole Miss... Like, will it be noticeable the loss of DJ Durkin this year with the loss to Chris Partridge? And the answer I gave him, and I'll give it here, is this team is talented enough it might not seem like it. I think if the talent was the same as last time last year, you would notice. But I do think Chris Partridge is a good coach, and he's been drilled in what's going on. That outline that I said Lane Kiffin wants to play defense as – He's been going at it. He's been sitting at meetings. He knows exactly how that should look. And now, with Maurice Crum as the second co-defensive coordinator, he's kind of learning right now, too. So when Chris Partridge moves on, you can just elevate up. And people deny that. They always say, it's like, that's not how coaching search is done, and it's not how it's always been done. For starters, if anybody says, um, after the last four or five years, that's the way it's always been done, I immediately discount what they're saying. Because almost every aspect of college athletics have changed in the last five years. So the way you did things 10 years ago and the way things got done 10 years ago kind of gives me an idea how after Johnny Vault left, um, Ole Miss went into purgatory. Kind of gives me an idea about the David Cutcliffe situation. Just saying what it is. Just saying what it is, um, because it is not always the way it's always going to be. It's not the way it's always been. 
it's a completely new thing now. You've got your own field coaches and you've got your analyst and possibly that could go away, but they're two completely different roles. Two roles. As far as on-field coaches, real chain, real stats guys, real X's and O's, real, for lack of better words, gearheads are the coordinators. After that, they're recruiters. The X's and O's guys for positions are the analysts. And right now, as you can see, coaches are leaving coaching because of how recruiting has taken over their sport. And that's the reason these young guys with recruiters, lots of energy are taking over these positions because you have to have them because now recruiting doesn't stop. There used to be dead periods and quiet periods and they had a calendar set up of exactly how it looked and signing day would be February 3rd or whenever. And you could point to that as like the reset button and you could take a month off and then you get spring football and you could get ready for the next year's class. Well, that doesn't happen anymore now. That doesn't happen anymore now. Now it's a year-long thing. There's no break. There's no stopping. And it's overwhelming coaches. But the answer to that from the NCAA, as we saw last week, is the potential removal of coaching limits from on-field and recruiting. You could hire a recruiting staff. You could hire um, your analyst, X's and O's guys, to be on the field. You could have 25 um, coaches with responsibilities in your building. That, that's something that could happen. Now, I do think the NCAA is abdicating their responsibility in order to encourage the Power Five to leave. I honestly think that's what is happening. Everybody sees what's going on. And they're like, what is going? What what is happening? Now, I think the NCAA wants the Power Five to break away and start doing their own thing because that's where all the money is. That's where the investigations can backfire on them. They want to get back to ruling with an iron fist like the NCAA used to do, and they can't really do it anymore. So they want the G5 maybe, maybe the FCS starting with them to where they can actually rule over them and they just want the power five conferences to take over the other stuff that's that's just my opinion on that but everything i've seen the ncaa is completely abdicating their responsibilities and um everything and also with what's going on with nil right now i am thankfully i'm thankful that we are building from the transfer portal Anyway, summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food. On the go, Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, your kids' backpacks. Make sure everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. So go to Built.com, get all your favorites, banana cream crop pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. I just um, ordered a box of double chocolate. They're, they're definitely my favorite. They're all delicious and all new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. That's Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, all one word, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Missed this in the first segment, so stick around for that. You know, um, we're also on YouTube, so do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, also, hit the bell for updates when notifications and new videos hit, which happens quite frequently. And, of course, of both the video itself, we would appreciate it if you do all that. And the YouTube channel subscribers gets up to 1,000. We are going to do a live post-game show this fall for Ole Miss football. It doesn't matter if it's at 1 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. We are going to do it, and it's going to be interactive with a chat that's over here where everybody can see what's being said and a way for you to participate in the show and what's going on. We're going to have um, people stopping by like Ole Miss Legends, um, high school football coaches, talking about what they have seen. Um, It should be a lot of fun to um, actually do. I'm looking forward to it, but... I really think this will be necessary. It's only going to be about 30 minutes long. We're going to get to the point. We're going to tell you what you think. We're going to let you go. You can get on with your day. Um, And that is the plan, especially if you're going to watch other games. But it's going to be like a 30-minute show, just like this, 30-minute show talking about what's going on. So I'm looking forward to that. Tom Vanderford, um, Kara McCutcheon, um, those guys might um, stop by from time to time um, and – handle everything. Um, speaking of Tom Vanderford and Kara McCutcheon, we are working on uh, our production of our Mount Rushmores. Um, our goal is to do about eight of them um, over the off season and hit things like the Mount Rushmore of co- college co- um, Ole Miss quarterbacks, um, Mount Rushmore of Egg Bowls, the Mount Rushmore of Modern Wins. Those are the first three that we have for you. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. But we are going to record Kara and Tom talking about those um, this week. And hopefully we can begin that next week, if not the week after. Um, but the whole point is to make it through basically June and July, get ready for football season, let's go, because the off season is terrible. You got radio hosts and everybody else that you're just on the whim and they don't know what's going on and you end up with stuff that you're not really interested in and you kind of lose the reason that you go there. Well, I wanted a way to do this to this show can always be 30 minutes of Ole Miss. You can turn into this show and it's going to be 30 minutes of Ole Miss. You might think I'm an idiot. You might think I'm stupid. But you're still going to have 30 minutes of Ole Miss. And it's going to be here and available to you. And this Mount Rushmore is the way to get through the offseason because a 30-minute show talking over and over every day, it can get repetitive. It can um, get tedious a little bit for you. But the Mount Rushmores and all that should break it up. So we want to do that a couple of weeks, a couple times a week, and to do this show essentially three times a week. 
to slow down what is going on. Now, remember tomorrow we'll have Derek Vandegrift talking about Ole Miss and Missouri. We don't want to talk about that too much today um, because the Sunday game still has to be played. So, um, But Derek Vandegrift is going to come on the show tomorrow and talk about Ole Miss baseball. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Now, surprises. That's the... That's what this show is about. The two surprises in the first segment that I gave you was this offense is going to be at least 65% run, and um, a wide receiver is going to have less than 20 catches. Outside wide receiver. Probably the one opposite of Jonathan Mingo. Not going to be anything against him. It's just a matter of where this offense is going to go and how it's going to be funneled in the future. Number three of surprises of this Ole Miss team is this team will be a top four in the SEC defense. This defense is going to be that good. They are completely stacked. This roster has been completely transformed. And you've heard me over and over say that. The transformation of this roster is fantastic. Last year we went to the Sugar Bowl with 17 or 18 players that were four or five star out of high school. Now we're at like somewhere between 32 and 35, depending on the service. It's absolutely nuts. Lane Kiffin has done a fantastic job. An absolutely fantastic job. And because of that, you have players like Aishim Young and Kari Coleman, who were both the 2020 Big 12 Co-Defensive Players of the Year. Both of them on the same team now. Um, you have Jared Ivey. You have J.J. Pegues. You have um, Troy Brown. You have Ladarius Tennyson. You have transfers coming in all through the spine. And I've explained how in football a spine is important because you hear that term all the time when it comes to soccer. But it also fits in football. You also can um, do it in baseball. And you can also do it in um, basketball. The spine is an important part of this team. And you can see the transfers coming in and who's going into those spots. And... There's reason for optimism. Ashante Seastruck really stepped up this spring. That, that was a concerning part going into um, this year. Everybody thought, you know, Kari Coleman and Troy Brown. And we talked about Kari Coleman's going to have a little bit of time to get acclimated because he's used to playing with his hand on the ground. Um, Troy Brown is going to have to get used to the speed of the game because it's going to be a little faster. It, it just is. But Ashanti Seastrunk gives them a little bit of a pad moving forward. And his ability to do different things, because he's a guy that has been essentially cross-trained as a DB and as a linebacker. He's played all of those positions. When he intercepted um, that pass last year against Texas A&M, he was playing an outside linebacker. So essentially, this was a 3-3-5 at that point, instead of a 3-2-6, because he was filling in for Jake Springer to do the things that he does. So he's been cross-trained all over the field to do that. And there is a 3-3-5 background essentially with him. And because of that, that is going to give even more flexibility to this defense. You're going to possibly see, I don't know, because people that have like said this is going to happen, I, I, I just don't know. Because if you take scheme and 11-on-11 stuff from a spring game, you might be in a little bit of trouble. But I think you're going to see some three, uh, some four-down linemen 
this year. I think you're going to see a 4-2-5 being played. You're going to see J.J. Pegues um, replacing one of those box safeties as a three technique because um, I talked last week about how J.J. Pegues has a little bit of Parade Jerry in his game. Now, to get to like full Parade Jerry would be an absolutely dominant player. That's not what I'm saying. But he's just athletic enough and physical enough that where he could be really good as a three technique. So I think you might see some four down linemen this year, but not predominantly. That would be the wrinkle. Not the this is going to be a three two six base team, just period, because that's what they've recruited to. That's how they've gotten the players. But they do have a player in JJ Pegues that will allow them the ability to occasionally change to a four down. But there's nobody behind him. After that, you're dealing with nose guards and five techniques everywhere. It's it's all three down stuff. J.J. Pegues is the guy that's a little bit different in what's going on. And, you know, just a heads up. So I think this defense has a chance to be a top four in the SEC defense. Um, with the experience they have back on the back end of the defense, which is, you know, the six of the 3-2-6, the defensive line, they can go two or three deep. Um, the linebackers are coming along, and Ashante Seastrunk gives me um, reasons to be optimistic. I think they will be absolutely fine. We'll see what happens. Now, remember, when I say expectations and talking about it and getting excited about it does not mean you have to any way suffer for your team. I think the dumbest thing out there is the fans that claim to be a great fan because they have suffered for their team, and that, that – just doesn't matter. I I watched the Ole Miss Arkansas game in 20, 2015. I sat through that. Yeah, that hurt. But me suffering and sitting through that game and having to deal with it does not make me a better fan. What makes me a better fan is the fact that I'm always there. I'm always going to be present as an Ole Miss fan. That's going to be my identity moving forward. Doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter about optimism because. I am always a glass half full kind of guy. That's just what I am. So I'm pretty pretty fired up about that. So I'm bringing up um, BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting site stats and sports information. Find all your latest info and latest sports developments and league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball. Etc. Um, by going to Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use, use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, if you look online, Ole Miss is plus 5,000 um, or something like that to um, um, win the CFB playoff. And it's 20 to 1 also to win the SEC championship. So, pretty good odds. Um, when we come back, we will do another surprise and tell you what we're going to be doing in coming weeks on this channel. So, this is um, going to be really cool. We are growing like an absolute weed, it's absolutely out of control. And I don't know if I have enough time in the day to do it, but here it is. So, um, right after this break, we are going to come back and tell you all about it. 
All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. You can say whatever you want to say. You can say Steve's an idiot. He's boring. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But just give us a five-star review. That'll help others find the show as well. We do appreciate you doing all of that. Now, we talked about the surprises in the 2022 season, and I know this is a show that actually just goes from surprise to surprise to surprise, um, but we mentioned that it would be 65% um, run. Um, a wide receiver, starting wide receiver, would have less than 20 catches. The defense has a chance to finish in the top four in the SEC. That's where we are in surprises. Our final surprise is... Whoever wins the quarterback job, Ole Miss would be better for it. It doesn't matter. I know there are some people that are going to um, watch this and kind of pick a side. Well, we, we need to pick a side. I want Jackson Dart to be the quarterback, or I want Luke Altmyer to be the quarterback, and it's going to be a very black hat and white hat type thing. Good versus evil, let's fight to the death about it. And it that's stupid. I mean, that's absolutely stupid. Um, the winner of this quarterbacking job will be the best option for Ole Miss. And whoever wins this job is not final. So whoever wins it is going to have to perform. So it's been a long time since Ole Miss has had a quarterback room that looked like this. That you could absolutely count on. The closest thing would probably be um, the year that Romero was the quarterback and they signed Eli and um, he was a redshirt freshman. The year Ole Miss um, 2000, they went to the Music City Bowl. That was probably the last time Ole Miss had a um, quarterback room like this. Now, in the comments section below, tell me what you think the surprises are going to be this year. What are the the surprises that that nobody's expecting that is going to be the story this fall? That's what I want to know. What are those surprises going to be? You've heard my four. What are yours? So just leave in the comment section below and tell me what's going on. Now, exciting news time. Um, th this site is absolutely blowing up. I'm having so much fun. I have people reaching out to me all the time. Um, of what can I do, how can I help? Because that's the point of this. Whenever you do perspectives and commentary, which is going to be the hallmark of this channel, everybody has perspectives. Everybody has an opinion. and it does, that, Mine doesn't matter any more than theirs. I just have a camera and a microphone in front of me. But they're wanting to do different stuff. And, and one of the things that we are going to do is somebody reached out to be an intern. And part of that is they're going to run Twitter spaces um, branded as this account um, that I'm going to stop by, Kara McCutcheon, Tom Vanderford, um, our other intern, um, is going to stop by as well. I'm not really ready to um, address that one just yet, but needless to say, we are going to have an intern setting up shop in Oxford, Mississippi and covering Ole Miss there. So everything about this is going to change. It's just absolutely blowing up. And I expect this football season to continue that. And our video for the spring game got 17 
1,800 views, um, several thousand downloads um, on the podcast form, and I every time football hits, there's a spike. And I expect this one to be the spike that not only really makes us relevant, but it might make us the industry leader on the in the Ole Miss space. So we are going to grow. We're going to do this our way. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. I could particularly care less because they don't do things the way that I do them. And that sounds egotistical, but that is kind of the reality of the situation. There's way too much chasing of tells and everything and rumors going around over there. They want to play that game, do it. We want to make following Ole Miss fun. We, need, we want to talk about the quarterback competition. We want to talk about the running back room. We want to talk about all the stuff that is actually going on and will actually affect us um, during the football season. And that's the reason I have people like Bill Flowers that come on that give us next player perspectives. I'm going to bring Corey Burton on, who helps us with SEC After Dark, which airs um, Wednesday night at 8.30 Central, by the way. That's on the Y'all's Conference Network channel. Um, We do an SEC After Dark with me, Corey Burton, who is a Georgia guy, um, Jake Thomas, who's an Alabama guy, and Jeb Beecham, who's a Tennessee guy. And we just um, shoot it back and forth and have a good time with that. So you can tune into that as well. But for this one, we are going to try and grow this space. And we're going to grow it as much as we can. And it's not going to matter what anybody else does. Now, if somebody's wrong, yes, I will be the one to say they're wrong over and over again. I will get annoying that. If you don't want me doing that, be right. Do your job better. Um, But... I expect the same thing to come this way. But we're not playing in that space. We're not breaking stories. We're not doing all that. All the things that you can be terribly wrong doing, we're not doing. We're just talking about what's going on in Ole Miss football. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I am so ready for essentially this football season to happen. I'm pretty fired up about it. And... We're going to start them out Rushmore's, like I said, in the next week or two. And that's just basically going to be top fours. We're going to start with top four quarterbacks in Ole Miss history. And um, from there, we're going to go to top four Egg Bowls. And from there, we're going to do top four wins in modern Ole Miss history. We might even do things like, hey, the biggest moments in the Johnny Vault prehistoric era. Um, we might handle that as well. So we should... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit different, but it's the way we're going to combat the offseason. We're trying to make this relevant. We're trying to make this fun. And we don't have to play we're not a fan. We don't have to um, play like we're not interested because we're busy in other areas. No, we can just have fun and talk about what we want to have. Um, we want to talk about. And... Starting in a couple weeks, that's going to be the top four almost quarterbacks in all time. I'm going to have an opinion on that one, by the way, that is probably going to upset some of y'all. But y'all can participate in the comments below as well. So I'm hoping for this to be interactive. It's going to be a short-run thing. It's going to be an off-season thing. Um, but if it happens, and once it does, every June and July, this can return, and we can have a lot of fun doing that. You know I mean, 
you never can tell. We might even talk about the greatest basketball player in Ole Miss history, and there'll be an argument about that. And I'll tell you why um, it's only Gerald Glass and why it's only Gerald Glass. But, you know, it, it should be a lot of fun. Also, Marshall Henderson deserves a statue at the Pavilion. That probably needs to happen. So, thank you very much for tuning in today. Um, today was a lot of fun, and, you know, you saw a little bit of a glimpse of the future. We also talked about the big surprises um, that could happen. So, remember, Wednesday, SEC After Dark, you might want to try that out. It's on the Y'all's Conference Network YouTube page. It's also, like, streamed on the Tide Talk podcast, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, um, and the DGD um, podcast. It's really everywhere. It's like 30 or 35 different places um, it's, it's streamed at, but it's also on the Y'all's Conference Network, so you can tune in there. So until tomorrow, I hope everybody has a good day, and we'll see you then. Peace.